Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Talk podcast, where we let the one who created us be the one to define us. It's your girl, Prophecy Biula, and today we are back with episode 16. Now, we're almost done with season one, which is kind of crazy because we just started 2023, but I'm really excited to see what happens this year with the pod and just to see you know, how it will grow and how it will spread the gospel and spread God's word. Um, Because I believe, like, I feel like 2023 is just different. I don't know about y'all, but I just, I don't know. Like, 2023 just feels so different for me. Um, In my spirit, I can just feel like things are moving around. And I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited like i'm ready like i'm like bro if god is gonna move i'm proclaiming and declaring it's this year (laughs) it's this year in jesus name i just turned on my nigerian accent i'm not nigerian guys i'm not nigerian but i love the nigerian accent i listen well i used to watch a lot of nigerian movies when i was a kid so i love just turning my accent to sound like i'm from nigeria I'm not actually from Nigeria. You know, you know what I'm saying. But anyways, let's not get distracted. Today we're gonna talk about something that um is very close to my heart, and this is character. Um, and doing versus being. So this is close to my heart because um I'm learning that character building is a continuous thing, but also character building requires a level of foundation and this is why intimacy is so important sorry guys i'm just gonna put my phone on do not disturb because i'm getting texts and this is distracting just give me a second i'm just gonna awesome okay what was i saying yeah so character needs a certain level Let me not say sir. No, I feel like, yeah, foundationally, there is a level of intimacy that's needed for character to continue building, right? Because I'm learning that as I'm still growing and God and God is working in me simultaneously, he's working in my heart and he's also at the same time simultaneously building my character. And one of those ways has been between being and doing. So I was reading this book. I am reading this book, actually. It's called The Strength of Character. It's Seven Essential Traits of a Remarkable Life by Charles R. Swindle. It's funny how I found this book. I was looking for my other book to read because I was reading a book called um, the Woman's, A Woman's Influence by Tony Gaskins. And I was looking for it, for it, and I couldn't find it for weeks because since we moved you know, things are kind of like disorganized. So I was like, dang, like I need to find my book. So I was like, am I really going to have to buy a new book after I read like half of that book? So I was kind of pissed off. And then while I'm looking for that book, I find this book. And you, me, me, when, when God gives me something that I wasn't wanting, but he gives me something else, I'm always thinking about it. Like I'm always like, I want, I want, like I let my spirit be quick to it. I'm like, oh, like why haven't you let me found this book? Because every time I try to do something, right, and I can't do it on my own, I ask the Holy Spirit for help. So I couldn't find the book, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me find this book because I can't find it. And I've been asking that for weeks, and I was like, wait, why am I not finding this book? Because usually when I ask for the Holy Spirit's help, he helps me. 
right? But what if the help is not coming in a way that I'm expecting it to come? Hmm? So I was like, hold on. I'm not finding this book at all. Like, at all. Like, I'm not even remembering where I put it. Which is really weird because I was reading this book. And I'm not trying to brag, but I'm responsible with books. I'm not careless. So I was like, why am I not trying to find, why am I not finding this book? And I found this other book instead that I'm reading right now. And it's very interesting to me. So I was like, maybe the Holy Spirit wants me to read this book. And so I just started reading it. And I'm only a few pages in um, because I'm reading it every night. Because I have school and school just started and I have to stay on top of my stuff. But I was reading this page and it talks about um, how being relates to character. Um, and I'm just going to read it because it's a really short paragraph, but I'm just going to read it for you guys. I'm going to put it closer to the mic. What we want to do is not nearly as important as what we want to be. Doing is usually concerned with a vocation or career, how we make a living. Being is much deeper. It relates to character, who we are, and how we make a life. Doing is tied with accomplishments and tangible things, like salary and trophies. Being, on the other hand, has more to do with intangibles, much of which can't be measured by objective yardsticks and impressive awards. So I was asking myself, why doesn't God want character to be measured? Why is character something that is so intangible but is so important to him, right? Um, and even if you think, even when you think about people who are righteously walking with God, righteousness is about doing what's right, not what's good. So there's a difference. What's good can be easily manipulated by the enemy because as long as he keeps you under that mindset, oh, I'm doing something good, then you're actually never going to do what's right. What's right is linked to um, your being. What's right is linked to the spirit of God in you, the spirit of God living in you. What's right is linked to your purpose. It's linked to your character. It's linked to your destiny. And so um, I feel like, when I think about character, I think about character being something right. Not necessarily good, but not in not the good in that it's bad. But not necessarily good in that it's... Let me say this. Let me say this the way I'm hearing it in my mind. So I feel character is right, but not necessarily good. The version of good that I'm talking about is the good that's seeable. The good that um, can be the the good that can be rewarded, the good that can be validated by materialistic things. Um, character is right in the sense that it's intangible. And what hit me the most is that character is related to being. The first sentence reads, "We want what we want to do is not nearly as important as what we want to be." All my life, I had always had this mindset of being to be the same as doing, right? I always thought that as long as I'm doing the right thing, then I'm being good. I'm being respectful. I'm being um, 
you know what I'm supposed to be a good kid right and those who know my history know that I grew up in an abusive home and so I just I was friends with the devil because I wanted to I like it was that that metaphor that says keep your enemies close uh, keep your friends close but your enemies closer because I knew that if I kept my abusive father closer to me if I formed a bond to him then I would be his soft spot and it was like a survival mechanism for me so I all my life my doing has always been connected to my being right and so when I think about character and how it relates to being character really has nothing to do with what you do like it's not of course there's things that you have to do to build character but it's the 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 focus of character is not in your doing right doing is only there to build character but it's not the focus of character being when you talk about being when god calls us his children he's calling us into being in him being acquainted with his identity of us to be in him to be of his light right to be of his mind of his heart right it's a being that cannot be seen in human eyes it's a being that cannot be validated by materialistic things because the holiness of it and the level of intimacy of it is so high the materialistic things cannot come close and when i started to realize that the reason why the lord was getting rid of this doing part of my character is because he wanted me to see the being part of me that was enough y'all he wanted me to see who i was as a person being enough the gifts that he's giving me being enough the things that he has put in my heart being enough that i didn't necessarily have to be have to do something i just had to be in him and it's so crazy i was i was reading um um i've read this book called uh maximizing your potential by miles monroe and in one of the i think it's in chapter 3 he talks about the enemies of potential and what was it again please bear please help me um it's at the tip of my tongue but i i'm trying to remember it he talked about yeah there we go thank you his fan <laughs> take me a minute but he reminded me as i was reading i remember that miles monroe said that the, the the best environment for a human to thrive like the environmental factor for a human to thrive is the most important thing in someone's life and so he talked about how the most ideal environment for a child of god is in the over what did tim ross say again is in the overdose of the lord's presence like y'all let me say that again please just think about it for a minute cuz i don't want y'all i don't want this to go over your head okay the most ideal environment 
for a child of God to thrive in is in the overdose of the presence of the Lord. Like this over overdose. Because what that does is that it 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 ooh, it takes us back to our being in Christ. And this being in Christ is a freedom. There's a freedom in being that you can't get from doing. Right? So he was reminding me of how you're just meant to be in me. And that's your freedom as my child. And obviously being will require you to set yourself apart so that you can actually acquire and develop a palette. Oh my gosh. To develop a palette for my my work, my desires, my, my knowledge, right? Because when you think about it, you cannot be in God and you cannot live for God if you're still part of the world. If there's still things in your life that are drawing you back to the world. Because remember, I said in the beginning... There's a level that there's a level of intimacy that's required before God starts to um, call you deeper, right? The reason why there has to be a level of intimacy is because there has to be consistency built for that intimacy. And if there's anything that's so, if there's anything else that holds more weight than what I'm about to say, please tell me. Because I don't think there's anything else that holds more weight than this. Consistency is the most, one of the most important things in your relationship with Christ. Consistency. So that's why in the beginning, it feels so hard. You're literally dragging yourself to read the Bible. Like you're literally dragging yourself to, to worship. You don't want to. Your flesh is 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 drawing you away it's pulling you away from that environment because it doesn't want to so the reason why there has to be a level of intimacy is because the level of intimacy has to be built by a level of consistency because consistency what i learned about consistency is that once you start being consistent um and it forms a pattern in your life it gets to a point where you no longer try to be consistent it just becomes a part of your life same thing as discipline when you start to in the beginning telling yourself no to things like let's say you're fasting and let's say or maybe let's say you're just trying to get away from social media or let's say you're just trying to get away from this environment of people in the beginning it's going to be so hard because it's all you've known for a very long time right so you have to literally force yourself force feed yourself you have to literally force yourself to stay away from this thing and the consistency of that denying your flesh and denying yourself that thing it builds this it builds this strength slowly that as you go deeper and deeper in that consistency and you keep doing that thing somehow you just get to a point where it becomes your new norm because for a new habit to form it has to be replaced right so when you think about When you're taking something away from your life, you have to always replace it with something else or you're going to go back to that same thing. If you're taking away um, alcohol, if you're taking away your phone, let's say you're on your phone too much. If you want to stop being on your phone too much, you can't just stop being on your phone. You have to replace it with something else. 
and being that could be reading the word that could be reading a book that could be um watching a motivational speech it could be anything whatever you feel like you whatever feels the most the best way to feed yourself right there's people we all have our own ways of feeding our spirit right not everyone is the same but it was so interesting to me that for a very long time um i had been connect i had connected my being and doing as the same thing and i as i came to christ he was literally like no they're not the same thing and for a very long time i realized that my seeking when when i sought christ it was out of the perfectionism and that's the reason why when i wouldn't do something it would hit me so hard and it would literally be like this like if i was to describe it in words it would be like this wave with this wave of 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 water just hitting me so hard and it would it would throw me back right it would throw me back into the sea the sea of of shame like shame was my like it was the most familiar thing i've ever known in my life if i'm being 100% honest with you guys the most familiar thing i knew and so it became comfortable and that shame was now met with the conviction of the holy spirit in my heart so every time i'd be shameful i would hear the conviction but the conviction wasn't out of oh you shouldn't have done that or you shouldn't have been that the conviction was out of love it was like yes you shouldn't have done that but i still love you and i still have grace for you and i'm not condemning you i'm not punishing you it's okay you can come back and i don't know about y'all but that felt so liberating but even in the liberation that i was being called to i still chose to stay in that shame for a while why because it's all i knew it made me feel safe and it took me a while of making falling 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 making the same mistake over and over again for me to finally get to a place where even and even when i made that even when i made that mistake i didn't feel as shameful because it's like the holy spirit was slowly teaching me how to detach my being from doing so the mistake that i would make it would be i would make the same mistake but then every time i made the same mistake i would like look to god and like train my heart and like literally i i think i mentioned this in the latest episode literally affirm myself with um there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus there is no like i would literally sit there and tell myself that and literally tell my heart that because the little girl in me always wanted to run and hide because that was the safest way to get through something or to avoid something was to run and hide and now literally you guys when i think about being i think about just resting i i think about peace for the first time in my life i see peace as something that can be consistent because as much as i believed that i had peace the everyday things in my life the little intricacies of my day always me always took the peace away like like I would always worry about little things that would take my peace away. And it'd be those little things that would just build up. 
And by the time I'm going to bed, my heart is so heavy. But in the morning, I woke up with so much joy. But at the end of the day, I'm feeling tired. Spiritually, I feel tired. And it wasn't because I didn't have access to peace. It was because I had to unlearn the survival mechanisms that I had formed, the worry that made me a perfectionist, that made me do everything perfect, that made me want to be worthy, that made me want to earn something. Like these are behaviors that I had to unlearn and just be. And now that I realize how much being is so much peaceful and so much more peaceful and how being in Christ just creates this consistency because it says it says here it relates to being is so much deeper. It relates to character. It, it relates to character, who we are and how we make life. We make life. So you're being, oh my gosh, how we make a life out of just being. Being is a form of rest. Being is a form of peace. And that rest and peace, it extends to the faith that you have and the trust that you have in God. Like they're all connected. It's like being and rest are sisters to trust and faith because when you are at peace right you're not worried you're not thinking about all the things that you've done wrong and all the things that you could have done right you're just like it didn't happen that way and it's okay i still have grace i still have access to god he's not abandoned me he's not told me that because i made the mistake he's left me no Literally, it's God's love and consistency in my life that made me start being more loving to myself and more consistent with myself. Like literally valuing the times that I set aside for my self-care, whether it be resting, whether it be switching off my phone, whether it be reading. It's because of God's consistency, right? But before that happens, there has to be a level of commitment from your end. So you can let God process you. A processing of God is always required. If you escape the processing, you will never fully have intimacy with Christ because there are no shortcuts to intimacy. Intimacy is hard way earned. Not earned, learned. You have to learn it. Because again, if you have never seen intimacy in your life, if you don't know what it looks like, and I'm not just talking about intimacy, I'm talking about the pure and holy intimacy from God, if you've never known what that looks like, if you've never known what even intimacy looks like, you won't, you won't know how to navigate it. You won't, know when, you won't know it when you see it. Your heart won't fully accept it because, I mean, it's a very unfamiliar thing. So you literally every day have to learn how to be committed. Because slowly as you're learning to be consistent and committed, God begins to trust you. God begins to deposit in you. Because remember, even as you're being processed, the soil of your heart is being transformed. In the Bible, it talks about the parable of the sower and how Jesus was talking about the sower throwing seeds. And some seeds, you know, fell on soil that the surface soil where it just entered and kind of was uprooted with the rain, whatever. Some fell on thorns. Literally, this is a depiction of some of our hearts. 
like some of our hearts are so hardened and some of our hearts are so like it's so hard for God to to reach us because we have thorns like literally we're 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 trying to protect ourselves but that protecting ourselves is hurting others like when you think about a thorn when it when it pricks someone they bleed some of our hearts have thorns that the only way that we feel safe is by hurting people back like the only way that we feel like we can defend ourselves is by making someone else bleed jesus do you know how deep that is but then holy spirit um no jesus talks about the soil that just deposits like there's a soil that's so fertile that's literally just waiting for a seed and when that seed is deposited it just sinks into the soil and then it begins it begins to produce and so the reason why there has to be a processing is because god has to choi oh god has to change the soil of your heart and that has to be learned that takes time and most importantly grace because let me tell you something you are going to make mistakes so stop being so hard on yourself there literally is no point of you striving for perfection because god is not looking for perfection he's just looking for you to be and when you're in a place of being a focus forms a focus forms because your focus becomes Christ your intimacy grows and all you want is to be fed oh my gosh oh holy spirit you going to look crazy right now it says in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 men looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart I've seen this verse be used in very many different aspects. <laughs> when people are trying to defend themselves, they're like, "No, people may be judging me, but God looks at my heart." And I'm like, "Yeah, God looks at your heart, and he also sees that your heart you you you're a little selfish and you're a little self-centered and you have a very your ego is big and your pride is big. Like God just doesn't see the part of us that's hurting. God also sees the part of us that we try the other parts that we try to cover up. You know, the cover up the 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 shame that we're feeling with pride, ego, you know what I'm saying? Materialistic things. So when we say that God looks at the heart, remember your heart is the root of your being. Everything flows out of your like literally the issues of life. When you talk about the issues of life, we're talking about the intricacies of your feelings and your mind and your thoughts. They flow from your heart and they manifest in your actions. So when we talk about God looking at our heart, yes he sees our heart and he sees the pain that we go through, right? A person from outside might just see us the first time and judge us and be like, "Well, her her bust shows her she's showing her hips, she's wearing a a crop top, you know. He's shirtless at the pool. That's inappropriate." Blah, 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 blah. You know, people can be very judgmental even when, you know, I call them, what do you call them again? I forgot the name. But it's something something Christians like this Christ oh legalistic Christians who are like legalistic like just in the name in itself like people who are just looking at the law and like 
they remind me of Pharisees of like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm so sorry. Like I cannot, I cannot take y'all seriously because God is not even like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not legalistic at all. God did not came, did not come to make a religion. He did not come to make a religion. He came to make a kingdom, but we are trying to make a religion and religion are rules. And these rules are made of man. And this, these rules made of man actually separate us from God. But God looks at the heart. And because he looks at the heart, he also sees everything else that we're trying to do to cover up our pain and to try and protect us, even if that protection is toxic and it's hurting other people, right? So don't be quick to defend yourself with that verse because remember, God sees everything. But the good thing about that verse is that it reminds you that God intimately knows you like he knows and he sees you and it's just this very settling settling fact that I don't really have to try it's it's just like I can just be and I cannot tell y'all for the longest time I had so many I had so many insecurities because number one I was trying to do something to earn people's love society's acceptance like I just had so many insecurities that when I came to Christ and I was unfolding them they aren't really insecurities like they're just me but people told me and the world told me um that it was it was weird you know what I'm saying like it was wrong when really it wasn't wrong it was just me and if God created me with his own beautiful hands like intricately intricately designing me like when you look at the world and the waterfalls and all the beautiful vicinities that we see all the beautiful all the beautiful uh places that we go and we see all these waterfalls and the seas and i even saw that there's a black sea in iceland when you think about the detailed creation of christ you see the beauty in that. So why was it so hard for me to see the beauty in myself? Like, I, it was so hard for me to see myself as a whole and perfectly made because I just, I just, I just never thought that I, I was deserving of that. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I'm going to leave you with this. You don't have to try and this is also in the context of the world and society you actually don't have to try anymore because if your identity if your being comes from christ and christ is telling you that you are enough just as you are then that's exactly what you are and you don't have to try to be anything else And if you do try to be anything else, it's going to fail because it's not who God created you to be. Just be. And I'm talking to myself right now, too, because I'm learning this as well. I'm not going to make this any longer than it has been. I really hope you guys got something from this one because I definitely did. And I'm just wishing you guys a happy, happy, happy new semester. Um, Encouraging you guys that 
you are going to get what you expect. So if you expect that you're going to fail any class, you're going to fail it. Okay, I'm just telling you straight up. But if you expect that you're going to do better and you change your behaviors and you try to, you know, live in the identity that everything has been finished, I'm just walking out the process in the, in the identity that if God made me, then yes, I have intelligence. Yes, I'm smart. Yes, I am creative. Yes, I, I am capable. Yes, even though I'm not able to do it in my own strength, I can always go to him. And I'm not even supposed to do it in my own strength, right? So just remembering that in everything that you do, I promise you, it's going to become so much easier to do everything else in your life and be more content with everything that you do because everything is perfectly designed and is coming to pass as it should because we are under the authority of the best designer (laughs) and creator that has ever existed. All right, guys, it's my time to go. I will see you guys next Wednesday. Love you guys so much. Bye-bye.